Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are fed. He invites his chosen people come and dine with his man. say thank you this evening Lord God once again we could come into your presence Lord Father truly Lord is in your presence Lord God the Father we know the Lord God things can change O Lord and Father this evening we just want to gather ourselves to your feet O Lord we want to lay ourselves out of the way O God and we just desire that you speak to us O God Father we pray from the hearers O Lord God to the speaker Lord Father, we just ask that you move us out of the way this evening, O oh God. O oh Lord, you speak in a special way, Lord. Even as it was prayed, O oh Lord, at the beginning of the service, O oh Lord God, that you go down the aisles, O oh Lord. Father, you know every need that is in here, O oh God, this evening, O oh Lord. You know every troubled heart, O oh Lord. You know every troubled home, O oh Lord. You know every situation, Lord God. Father, not even a man could maybe know it all, but Lord, you do know it all, O oh God. So, Father, Lord, this evening we just spread it in your own way. You minister special, Lord, to every heart and every soul, Lord. Lord, you make your word a law so real, Lord, to us, O God. And, Father, we will move past, Lord, the realms of this world and this earth, to God, into a heavenly realm, O God. 
Father, we may step into the vision of tonight, O God. You may have your way, O Lord God. We just want you to be glorified, O God. Father, we want to see Jesus once again, O Lord, and I'm Mr. God. We want to see you brood over your people once again, Lord. We want to see you move in a supernatural way once again, Lord. You've not changed, O God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord. And Lord, we just desire that you, O Lord God, will have the preeminence in the service, O God. We thank you for the song service, O Lord God. Father, we pray you take the word now, O Lord. Any man can turn these pages, O Lord God, but only you, O God, can bring the interpretation of it, O God. So we pray that you interpret your word, and you interpret it by bringing it to pass, O God. So Father, we pray may you bring your word to pass this evening, O Lord. We commit it all into your hands, O God, that you may have your way. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, and all times given. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Sure, good. Sure, good to be here. Amen. And amen. God bless you all. And sure, appreciate the opportunity to take a service this evening. Amen. Amen. As Brother Ed was saying, we sure was on the skill he and uh, skiing, and uh, yeah, it was quite an experience. <laughs> amen. I, I, I thought it was going to be easier, but it actually wasn't. <laughs> but we made it. <laughs> on top of the hill, and we made it down. Tumbling, rolling, any way it was, we made it down. That's the main thing. <laughs> amen, amen. God bless all those that were there and chaperoning and doing all that. God bless you. And Brother Andrew, God bless you richly. We appreciate you for all that you do for the young people, putting it all together. God bless you. We didn't see you there, but God bless you. Amen. I'm sure I can testify that all the young people sure enjoyed it. It was a wonderful trip, and we, we, sure, we sure enjoyed that. Amen. Amen. But we're sure glad to be here. Sure comfortable place to be. I better stand here than on the hill, on the snow. Amen. Amen. Thank you, musicians. We appreciate that. Amen. God bless you. Take a Bibles this evening. Amen. We sure enjoy the service this morning. Amen. God bless you, Brother Ed. It's a very good service this morning. Amen. 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 We thank the Lord that he's speaking. We thank the Lord that he's moving. Amen. It's quite a season to live in, but we're serving a living God, amen. No matter how dark it gets, there's still a light, amen. And we are that light, amen. Amen. Let's take a Bible that's open to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 1, amen. Luke chapter 1, we read from verse 36 to verse 38, amen. Luke chapter 1, verse 36 to 38, amen. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she had also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of the word. You may have your seat. Amen. 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 For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Amen. Amen. We believe that with God, all things are possible. Amen. And, and God will say that all things are possible with him, but with, with you also, all things are possible. Amen. If nothing is impossible with God, and nothing is impossible with his bride. Amen. Because that same God that, that, that lived in his bride is the same God, amen, that is in his people today, amen. 
Amen. This evening, I want to speak on the God of miracles. Amen. The God of miracles. Amen. Well, as I was saying, you know, <laughs> it must have been a miracle for some of the young people to see me coming down a hill. <laughs> we sure made it. Amen. There's something to be the mountain. Amen. There's something to be on top of the mountain. It's beautiful. It's my first time getting up there and really beautiful. The view is incredible just being right there with the mountains. But, you know, you can't always live on the mountains. You know, I was up on the mountain and, man, you know, when we're coming down the hill, I got to a point, I, I, I was just wishing to see the yellow bus of Bridgerard, but I couldn't find it on the mountain. I had to come all the way down to the valley to find it. So there are certain things, you know, so the mountain top experiences are great, but there are certain things that maybe they won't be on the mountain, amen, but down in the valley. That is where the character is molded, amen. That is where you find the things that you need. Even though the mountain is beautiful, it's nice to be there, but in the valley, that's where God works many times, amen. And, and he's the God of miracles, amen. Amen. We're living in a generation today that doesn't really believe in miracles. Amen. It's a generation that doesn't believe in miracles. They, they, they just as it was in the days of Noah. You see, in the days of Noah, they did not believe that there was a God that could make rain, amen, to come down from the heavens, amen. They didn't, it was an age that, you know, they were very smart people and very intelligent people. They had the signs all to the dot and they had everything just perfect. But, you know, they, were, they had come to a place that their intellect had taken so much over that they couldn't believe for the impossible. They couldn't believe for any miracle, amen. They couldn't believe that the ark was, 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 the, was, the, was the channel or was, was the vessel that was, was able, was going to be able to ride over the judgment that was about to hit the nation and they didn't believe that the ark was strong enough as a matter of fact they laugh at Noah as he was building his ark away see they, their faith was completely lost because they didn't believe that God could do these things amen they did not believe the importance of the voice of warning that was coming to them in that season see Noah was preaching the sermon a gospel that was trying to warn the people as we're hearing this morning to say come out come out of the of the of the unbelief that you're in there is an ark that is being built come to safety come to a place of rest but you see the people that come to a place that they just couldn't believe it was you know maybe for the first 10 years someone might have believed but after 10 years and, and many years that one boy and it seemed that nothing was happening they had come to a place that they thought Noah's become a fanatic and and you know they were laughing at him and no one believed this message anymore see they couldn't believe of that miracle but you see the amazing thing is that the unbelief did not change the fact that God still works miracles amen the unbelief didn't change the message that Noah was preaching the unbelief didn't stop the judgment from coming and i want to say this to you this evening see the unbelief of this of this world of this generation that we are living in is not going to stop the fact that our god is still a miracle working god amen our god is always working a miracle amen he's always performing a miracle there's not a moment that god is not doing a miracle the fact that you are sitting here right now means that god is doing a miracle the bread that you're breathing means that god is doing a miracle the trees that you see means that god is still doing a miracle. God has never stopped doing a miracle. Amen. Why? Because God himself is a miracle. We can't understand God. We can't understand how he came. We can't understand how he came to be. But we believe that he's a God because he's real and we can we can feel him. We can touch him. We can see him move in our midst. Why? Because he is a God of miracle. You can see him but yet he speaks. Amen. You can touch him but yet you can feel him. How could this be? It's only a God of miracle that can do this amen and you see this message that we have believed that we've been introduced to it is a message of miracle 
Amen. Brother Brahma has introduced us um, to a message of miracle. He has introduced us to a God of miracles. Um, now, when we're talking about miracle, how has he introduced us to a God of miracle? He has introduced us to the person of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He has introduced us to the person of the Holy Ghost, um, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, Jesus Christ was the tabernacle of God, who is the God of miracle. Amen. And now today that Jesus um, has now tabernacled himself again um, in a people, which is you and me, which make you also a miracle. Amen. Because the same God that was at the beginning has now took on flesh again um, in you and me and had made you a miracle. Miracle, amen. Why? Because you yourself, you were in the mind of God. So in the beginning, you were a miracle, amen. So you are a miracle that has been expressed, amen. Oh, hallelujah. You are a miracle that has been expressed. Amen. See, many times when we talk about miracle, our mind straightly goes to maybe a cripple raising up out of a wheelchair. Or maybe a blind that is seeing, or a dumb, a deaf and dumb spirit, you know, on a person that, that, that has been healed. And many times that's where our mind goes when we hear about a miracle. Now, that, is a, that indeed is a miracle. But if I can say it this way this evening, that is the result of a miracle. Amen. Are you with me this evening? That is a result of a miracle. Now, Brother Brown will tell us about a miracle in the message paradox in Chicago. And it says, now, according to Webster, a paradox is something that seems incredible, but it's true. Therefore, a paradox then would be the same as a miracle. Amen. Because it is something that, that seems incredible, but it's true. Amen. Is that a paradox is when something that seems like it just couldn't be, the knowledge of the human mind, it's altogether incredible, but yet it's proven true. Now, a miracle will be the same thing, for a miracle cannot be explained. A miracle is something that happens, and you cannot explain it. That makes it a paradox. It's incredible, but yet it is true. It said, for instance, I believe that every born-again member of the body of Christ is a paradox in themselves. Amen. Is that I believe that each one of you Methodists and Presbyterians and Lutheran uh, that, that never had experienced that never had experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit was in some formal church that did not believe in the genuine new birth and now has received the baptism of the Holy Ghost is a perfect example of a paradox. Is that because something happened to you that changed your whole being? And anyone could look at that and know that a paradox is a miracle. Amen. He continues to say, he says, unless that happens, you cannot be a Christian. Amen. Unless you have a paradox in your life, you cannot be a Christian. Is that there must be a paradox for you to become a Christian? Because uh, no one can change a spirit in a man and give him a new birth outside of God. God alone is the only one can do it. And it's a miracle how the God can take a man's thinking and his ways and his life and everything and change it from that it was to what it can be, what he can make it. 
Amen. So we're saying that a Christian is a paradox. Because, you know, we were born and the way we were. But, but something happened to change our lives. It wasn't you that did it, but it was something that did it. What was it? It was God that did it. He took a life of sin and a life that was completely in the muck and a life of, you know, someone drunk at a life, any, any dirty type of life he took up and it transformed him. No man can do that. You can go to AAA, you can go to whatever you want, but it can change you. Only God can change it. Only God can take it away. Only he can work a miracle. Only he can work the paradox in a man. Amen. So if you say you've never seen a paradox, you can turn to your neighbor right next to you and you'll be looking at a miracle. Amen. Right next to you is a miracle sitting right there. Why? Because you've been born again. Amen. You've received the Spirit of God on the inside of you. So never say that you've never seen a miracle because once you sit with your brother, you're looking at a miracle. You're looking at God that has done something in your life. Amen. And what started the miracle? The miracle started by a predestinated seed that was on the inside of you. That is what started the miracle. Because without that predestinated seed, the miracle could not have happened. Something could have happened, but not the paradox that he's talking about. Amen. But that predestinated seed on the inside of you one day came in the presence of the Lord. And when it came in the presence of the Lord, it had the word of God. Amen. And when I had the word of God, there was something on in the inside that started to respond to the word of God. You couldn't understand why am I attracted by this? What is pulling me to this? Something on the inside was drawing you that you just couldn't understand. There was a magnet that was pulling and you couldn't understand what is this? Because there was something on the inside that was responding to the word that you was hearing. Amen. You couldn't do anything but respond because you were born to respond to only that word. You had been in the other churches and, and you've sat there and you've listened to the word there. But there was something on the inside of you that was hungry and that was saying there must be more than this. And you sat there and you hear preaching and, and maybe you saw the cripple rise up. Maybe you saw many other things happen in the church. But yet, there was something saying there must be something more than that. See, see, the attraction of the miracles that was happening, the physical or the manifestation of it, wasn't the, word, the, the very thing that was attracting you, pulling you. But the seed word of God on the inside of you was looking for that connection back to his maker again. And that was what was drawing you. And then you came into the presence of the Lord and when you, you got quickened by the Spirit of God, all of a sudden you start to see the certain things start to drop. Without you even trying to, to force yourself to it. Certain things just start to drop off your life. What was doing it? It's a paradox that was doing it. It was a miracle that was happening on the inside of you without you seeing it. God was bringing you back to himself again. Amen. He was drawing you back to himself again. And that spirit quickened us and we came from a lost, a lost person to a fine person. To a people that were bound, to a people that became free. From sinners to saints, amen. And the only way that we can see the God of miracle work again in our lives is for us to believe the word. Because see, when we came into the church and something was drawing us, we started to believe what was being spoken. Are you with me? We started to believe what was spoken. 
and it was becoming a reality. And we started to feed on this message and it was becoming a reality. And the moment we started to believe it, you know, we started to hear this and, and something just said, yes, that's the truth. And, and we started to lay tents aside and, and things started to change in our life. And for us to see another paradox in our life, another miracle, see the God of miracle working again in our lives, we must start by first believing. But before even we start believing, we must bring ourselves into the presence of the Lord. Once we come into the presence of the Lord and, and we start to believe in the word and, and once we start to believe in the word and we start to take God at his word and then we start to act upon that word, the miracle is bound to happen. Amen. You see, Mary had put herself in an atmosphere that morning. See, Mary got on herself in an atmosphere. You know, Brother Branham will tell the story. And, and you dramatize it how that evening, the evening before they had been, you know, the day before they had been to the church. And, and here, here came the priest and he took the scroll and, and he started to read about Isaiah and he started to read about the great miracles of God of how he opened the Red Sea. And, and he started to read all these things. But the priest came to the end of the service and, and he said, God doesn't do these things anymore. He said, the days of miracles are past. Well, you see, there was something in the heart of Joseph and Mary that said, no, I, I don't know that if God ever did that and he's still God and he must be able to still do it again. So you see that evening, Joseph and Mary had their devotion in the home and, and they started to talk about these things. They started to talk about what was spoken in the service and Joseph started to say to Mary, you know, Mary, you know, it was a very good service, but at the end of it all, I, I feel like the priest kind of ruined the service when he said that God doesn't do these anymore and Mary said yes because when he mentioned about you know a virgin bringing forth a child I don't know but something on the inside of me just started to, to rise up I don't know and they kept on meditating upon that word and, and fellowshiping around that word creating an atmosphere Amen. So now the morning comes and, and Mary rises up and he's, she's going up to get water. And, and as she's walking now, she's still thinking on this word. She's meditating upon this word of a virgin shall conceive. How is this going to be? And, and she's just been in this atmosphere and, and she's just walking and, and she's just walking in this atmosphere, thinking on the word. Amen. Thinking and meditating upon the word. See, the greatest miracle wasn't so much the virgin birth. Indeed, it was a miracle. But that wasn't the greatest miracle. The greatest miracle was when Mary believed the voice of the angel that told them something that was impossible and had not never happened before that was going to happen. That was the miracle. The miracle was the moment that she believed the voice of the angel. Are you with me this evening? The moment she believed the voice of the angel, that was the miracle. Because I want you to notice, as we said in those days, the preachers didn't believe in a paradox. They didn't believe in miracles in those days, amen. They said the days of miracles are past, and, and you know, they have put God in the history, but not Mary. Mary had not put God in, the, in, in history. Mary was, was meditating upon this word. And she had come to a place that she was seeing herself in the prophecy. Are you with me? 
she was seeing herself in the prophecy of Isaiah. You see, she had gotten so much caught up in this word that she was meditating on to the point that she had stepped into the vision of the message of her age. Are you with me this evening? She has stepped into the vision of the word of her age. And it becomes so real to the point that she was like, maybe I am the one. I am the one, maybe. Maybe I am the one to bring this child. It has become so real. Why? Because she had gotten into the presence of God. And the miracle. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. She had gotten into the presence of the Lord and, and she stepped into the vision. Amen. And all of a sudden, he steps out of the angel. And the angel confirms to Mary to say, you've gotten so wrapped up in it that you are going to be the one to bring forth the child. Yeah. Friends, it was impossible, but it was true. It was impossible for a virgin to bring forth a child. She even asked, how is this thing going to be? Well, she said, the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost will overshadow you. The Holy Ghost is going to do the miracle. Are you with me? You've gotten so yielded to a place that the Holy Ghost has gotten a hold of you. And the Holy Ghost is going to do the miracle. Oh, glory be to God. I feel like preaching right now. The Holy Ghost is going to do the miracle. And she took that word. And even though it was impossible, but she believed that word. And she started to act upon the word. And she started to testify. And she said, let it be unto me according to you what you've said. Oh, hallelujah. And the moment she declared that word, the miracle was in motion. Are you with me this evening? The moment she said, let it be unto me according to thy word, she set the miracle in motion. And no devil in hell could stop that miracle at that point. Because she had received the word of the angel of her day. She had received the voice. She had taken it on the inside of her. And she said, let me be the one. It had become such a reality. That when she had a now spoken to her, it wasn't hard for her to believe him. That she said, let it be unto me. Oh, hallelujah. Let it be unto me. And the miracle was set in motion. I tell you, friends, in that moment, she couldn't feel the baby. In that moment, she couldn't touch the baby. In that moment, she couldn't see any pregnancy. But the baby was coming. Are you with me this evening? The baby was coming. The baby was coming. Why? Because the angel said so. Because Mary believed them. And nothing could stop it anymore. Let me say this to you, church. You may be sitting here this evening. And maybe you don't see your loved one coming in. You don't see your son coming in. You don't see your daughter coming in. You don't see your husband coming in. Or see your wife coming in. But let me say this to you. The moment you believe that this promise is unto you. 
Hallelujah. That this promise is unto you and to your children and to your children's children. You have set in motion a miracle that it cannot be stopped by any demon in hell. Oh, hallelujah. You have set in motion a miracle. Don't you worry whether you see him. Don't you worry whether you feel it or not. The miracle is in motion. God is working. Oh, hallelujah. In the time and the season, I tell you, that child is coming. That son is coming. That husband is coming. That wife is coming. Why? Because you have believed the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And nothing can stop that miracle. Amen. Brother Branham said, Jehovah of miracles. He said, Mary had to believe for the impossible. He said, but God takes the impossible and makes them real when he is took at his word. Let me read that quote again. He said, but God takes the impossible and makes them real when his word, when he is took at his word. Amen. No matter how impossible it seems, if you will take God at his word, he will make the impossible real. Are you women this evening? No matter how impossible it looks, if you take him at his word, he will make it real. It was impossible for a virgin to conceive, but when Mary believed him, it became real. Oh, hallelujah. He continued to say, the doctor might have said, you'll never get rid of that cancer. The doctor might have said, you'll never be able to walk again. Well, it's impossible for you to do it. But impossibles fade out when God is took at his word. Hallelujah. Impossibles fade out when God is took at his word. He said, no matter what the doctor says, he's doing the best he can. But God is God. Amen, Brother Branham said. And I said, and his word is just like he is. And you take his word, that settles it forever. I said, if thou can believe, say to this mountain, be moving, don't doubt it in your heart. But will believe that what you've said shall come to pass. You can have what you've said. God took at his word. Let me say this this evening. God is wanting to make the impossible real to his bride. He's wanting to make the impossible real to his bride. But there's got to be someone, amen, that will take him at his word. There's got to be someone that will take him at his word to set the miracle in motion. I tell you, friends, if Mary had not said, let it be unto me according to your word, the miracle would have never happened. Are you with me? Someone's got to have to take him at his word and believe that word for the miracle to get into motion. Without the faith to believe, the miracle cannot get into motion. But God is wanting to make the impossible real to his people. Amen. Amen. The miracle for a changed life by the power of the Holy Ghost. He's wanting to make it real. Amen. The miracle of a total deliverance. He's wanting to make it real. Amen. The miracle of a complete healing. He's wanting to make it real. Amen. You see, there was a man in the Bible by the name of Gideon. You see, Gideon, Gideon received a visitation from an angel. 
Are you with me this evening? Gideon received a visitation from an angel. Amen. And when the angel came, the words of the angel initially was to declare the way to Gideon who he is in the sight of God. Amen. He called him the mighty man of valor. Now that was what the representation of Gideon was in the sight of God. But you see, Gideon had been so much oppressed by the enemy. Come on, church, don't be quiet on me this evening. Gideon had been so much oppressed by the enemy to the point where she had, he had forgotten who he is. Amen. He had forgotten who he is. But when he came, when the angel came, he told him who he is. And even when the angel told him who he is, it was hard for him to believe it. Amen. It was hard for him to believe it. See, Gideon had gotten himself in such a place that Satan had afflicted him with spiritual amnesia. Spiritual amnesia to a place where he didn't know who he is. All that he could recall was the God of history. All that he could recall was the God of his fathers. The God that opened the Red Sea. The God that tore down the Jericho walls. The God that, you know, defeated all the nations of the land. That was all that Gideon could call. But he was failing to see the angel of the Lord standing right before his eyes, telling him who he is and calling him to step into the vision. Are you women this evening? Friends, no matter where you are, this, the Lord is calling through this message. He's telling you and me who we are and he's saying it's time for you to step in the vision. Amen. Don't let spiritual amnesia get a hold of you. Amen. Because God is calling, wanting us to step into the vision. Amen. You know, sometimes Satan can do the same thing with the children of God. Or at least try to do it. To bring us to a place. To bring us to a place where we start to wonder. You see, after, after, after the angel has spoken to Gideon. You see, Gideon started to ask the angel to say, but if God be for with us. Why has all these things befallen us? And where are all the miracles? That was the question that Gideon had for the angel. And you know, sometimes the enemy can bring us to a place that we're so oppressed and damned that we start to wonder, where is the God of this message? Where is the God of Sister Hattie Reed? Are you with me? Where is the God of Sister Hattie Reed? Or even where is the God of Sister Terry that took her cancer off her hand? Where is that God? Where is the God of Sister Lana Butts? Amen. Oh, where is the God of Brother Ron Spencer? Where is the God of Brother Ron Spencer? See, the enemy will throw us to a place. that we start to question, is it, where is that God? Where is the God of Brother Ron Spencer through the fire? See, what is he trying to do? He's trying to bring spiritual amnesia. But God is looking at you and he's saying you are a mighty man of valor. Forget obey the questions. Recognize who you are. 
You are a mighty man of valor. It doesn't matter how many Midianites are around you. You are a mighty man of valor. You are the Queen Esther, amen. You are the only one that can walk in the presence of the king. And you will not be smitten because there is a scepter that has been extended to you. Are you with me this evening? That is what I want. He wants us to realize that you are a mighty man of valor, amen. You see, as Gideon started to understand and started to put fleas before the Lord and, and started to come to realize that actually God is speaking to me and something is happening. But you see, God was looking at Gideon and said, Gideon, you know, I can see you believing, but I want to show you something. Are you with me this evening? He said, Gideon, I want to show you something. He said, Gideon, I want you to come with me. Come with me. Let's go to the camp of the enemy for a moment. Amen. He said, Gideon, let's go to the camp of the enemy. Because I want you to hear what the enemies are testifying about you. Not only I want you to know that you are a mighty man of valor, but I also want you to know how weak your enemy is. See, God does just want you to know that you are a son of God, or you are a daughter of God. But he also wants you to know that your enemy is nothing but a bluff, amen. He's nothing but a scarecrow, amen. He has no power in him. He has no keys to his own house. His keys have been taken from him. His keys have been given to you. Hey man, he said, Come, let's go to the enemy's camp. The scripture was saying, Judges 7 13 15, is that and when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow and said, Behold, I dreamed a dream. And lo, a cake of barley bread. Take notice of that. A cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian and came unto a tent and smote it that it fell and over, overturned it that the tent lay. Lay along. And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Josh, a man of Israel. For into his hand had God delivered Midian and all the host. Now you imagine someone going for a battle. Oh, hallelujah. You're going to face an enemy. And you go and sit at the enemy's door. And the enemy is saying that the enemy, he has been delivered into your hands already. How are you going to face that battle? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, and all the hosts. And it was so, when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof that he worshipped and returned unto the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord had delivered into your hand the host of the Midian. Oh, church, it's time to arise because your enemy has been delivered into your hands. Amen. Your enemy has been delivered into your hands. At the opening of those seals, the bonds of amnesia were completely broken. Until that moment, we couldn't really know who we were. But that moment that the, that the seal was taken off, amen, we got to know amnesia was over. I knew who I am, amen, that I came from God and I am going back to God. It is too late for you to let me believe the theory of Darwin. 
Amen. Trying to tell me that I came from some Salem. Or I came from a monkey. Or I came from a frog. It is too late for you to let me believe that. Because when the seal opened, I saw my name in there. I saw myself in there. I was there when he said that there be light. I was there when he created every bit of this earth that I am living on. I was there. It is too late to tell me that. It is time for the church to arise. In Christ the mystery of God, Brother Branham will say that the devil is howling. The devil is howling. Why is he howling? Because the bride is catching the revelation of who she is. Amen. Because Satan knows that the moment that we catch that revelation, he has no place anymore. Amen. You know, that's why you know God will say, no, Brother Branham will actually say, the one the weakest of Christians, go down on your knees. The kingdom of hell is being shaken. Amen. The kingdom of hell is being shaken. Now I want you to notice in the scripture we read, what was it? It was a cake of barley of bread that they saw rolling into the camp of the host of the median. What is it? It was the word. Amen. It was the word that was rolling into the camp of the enemy. Amen. And now today, you have become that word. Amen. You have become that word. Now you can roll into any camp of the enemy. And you can take whatever the enemy has taken away from you. Because that word is now on the inside of you. That dream that they had has become a reality today in Laodicea. And you are the a barley cake. You are the one that is taking the kingdom of hell. Don't be afraid, little bride. God is with you. The power of God is on the inside of you. Take away the veil of amnesia. Take away the fear and step into the vision. Amen. Because God is fixing to do a miracle. God is fixing to do a miracle, but he's waiting for someone that will take him at his word. Someone that will believe for the impossible, amen. That is what he's waiting for, amen. And when Gideon were getting ready to go into the camp of the enemy, and they got everything ready, amen. There was a shout in the camp, amen. And you know what they shouted? The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Oh, hallelujah. The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. I believe that this evening we can also have a shout because we've got a sword of the Lord and the sword of the parent. You may be a parent, you have the sword of the Lord and the sword of the parent. You may have the sword of the Lord and of young people, amen. The sword of the Lord and of preachers, amen. That is the sword that will tear down and the works of the enemy. Amen. There is a shout in the camp. It is time to arise. Amen. Arise from the ashes that you've been laying in. You are serving a God of miracles. Amen. God didn't bring you here to cower down. God brought you here to prosper you. God brought you here to deliver you. God brought you here to make you an overcomer. Don't let the enemy deceive you, church. Amen. Hallelujah. It's time to come out of your hiding place. Like Gideon, come out of your hiding place, amen. Come out of that hiding place. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Come out of that hiding place.
Hallelujah. Amen. I don't even know where I'm at anymore. Amen. Amen. Come out of that hiding place. You don't have to stay in the hiding place. Come on, hey, the Lord is with you, right, man. Satan is trying to bring division among the people of God. I tell you, let's turn together. There is more battles to be won, church. See, devoid, we're not going to win any battle, church. But united will tear down the camps of the enemy like nothing else. Amen. Let Satan walk in this church and find the people that don't want to call on one fate. He will have absolutely no place. See, that is what God is trying to get his bride to. Amen. Amen. He's trying to get them together, get them in the one mind. You see, it was, in, it was on the day of Pentecost. He couldn't come down um, until them guys get together in the same accord. He couldn't visit them. He couldn't make himself known to them. He couldn't prove himself as the God of miracles um, until they came together to be one people. And I tell you, God can't prove himself as the God of miracles until the time Master Tabernacle comes to a place that is completely so united, so joined together as the pyramid of Enoch, that there is not even a razor blade that can divide a brother from a sister, amen. And when time Master Tabernacle gets to that place, you watch the miracle of God come into the midst of his people. Are you with me, church? Friends, God will do his part, but we have to do our part. You can't expect God to do his part if you don't do your part. And the part of the church of the living God is to lay aside every difference, lay aside every argument, lay aside every complex, and say we're here for God. We're here to fight this battle together. Hallelujah. We're here to defeat one enemy. You are not the enemy. Satan is the enemy. The devil is the enemy. He's the one that we had to fight. Not our brothers. Hallelujah. You women this evening. Hallelujah. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is moving this evening. Amen. It is time, amen, to, 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 to grab the bridge that has been there, to reach out our hands, reach out in fellowship, and grab the bridge. Amen. Grab the bridge. Amen. We are at the end time, and the bride has been promised a revival. The bride has been promised, amen, that she is going to ride this trail again. Amen. You are going to ride this trail again. Amen. You have a ministry, amen. You see, Satan is just perfecting his kingdom, and perversion is just going over and over, over bubbling. He's just doing his own thing in his world, and oh, he's just getting the people riled up, and, and they're just joining in, and they're just, just happy with him. But what are we doing? What are we doing? They are uniting together and agreeing together on, on LLGBT or whatever. They're just agreeing together right there. But what are we doing? It is time for some people to agree upon this word of God. And said, if this word said, I believe him and I want to see it in action. Amen. Oh, church of the living God. We are serving a God of miracles. He's wanting to move in your life. He's wanting to move in my life. But someone has got to have to believe him. Hallelujah. Someone's going to have to break the boundaries. 
There is more land to be possessed, church. There is more victories to be won, church. Oh, hallelujah. But we're not going to be able to get it all if we don't come together. You imagine Gideon after he had had a testimony and he came to his, his camp or his soldiers and he told them that the Lord has delivered, you know, the Midianites in our hands. And if you could imagine if his soldiers would have said, oh, Gideon, you know what? I'm not happy with you. And they start to fight among themselves. How are they going to win the battle? How are they going to win the battle? But when they had the word of the Lord, when Gideon told them, the enemy has been delivered into your hands, they said, praise the Lord. Let's join together. Let's rile up this enemy. Say, man. And you know what? After they sounded the trumpet and the enemy started to flee, you know what they did? They pursued them. They pursued those enemies until they had taken down each and every one of them. Oh, hallelujah. That's what God is calling this church to. Amen. Brother Brennan will say that the church is like the moon. Amen. The church is like the moon. Amen. You type it to the moon. Amen. And you know what the moon does? The moon controls the tide. Is that right? The moon controls the tide. You see, when the tide is coming, and it's coming so far, and the moon is there, the tide can only come this far, and it can't come any more any further. Amen. You see, the tide has no power over the moon. The moon has the power over the tide. Amen. Are you with me this evening? You see, we are living in an age that the tide of the enemy has been pushing against families. The tide of the enemy has been pushing against the church of the living God. The tide of the enemy has been pushing against you and me in our own personal life but you are the moon you have been given power you have been given authority to push back the tide you don't have to stand and let the tide roll over you you have the power to push the tide back to push back the tide and say go back and it has to go back because you are the one controlling the tide you don't have to allow depression to come in your home you don't have to allow Oh, hallelujah. We don't have to allow differences in the church. We have got the power to push the toy back and say we don't need this toy in here. Let's push the toy back. Because the power and authority is lying in the bride. You have been told that you have been given power to bind them and power to lose them. Then why are we not binding the enemy? Let's bind the spirit of lukewarmness. Let's bind the spirit of division. Let's bind it. Let's bind the spirit of depression. Let's bind the spirit of fear and the spirit of anxiety. It is time to lose them. The power of the Holy Ghost in the church of the living God. And no one is going to lose that power but you and me. Because the law is in you and the law is in me. And the only way we're going to lose that power is that to get in the presence of the Lord. Because that's the way Mary lose her power. When she got into the presence of the Lord, then the word came to her. Then the word became real to her. We have to lay in that presence and lose that power. Amen. Amen. The authority is on the inside of you. Hallelujah. It's time to lose the joy. Oh, hallelujah. Don't let the joy die. It's time to lose the joy. You see, when, 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 when Gideon went in there and he heard what the enemies were saying, the scripture said that he rejoiced. 
he rejoiced when he heard what was going to happen to his enemies. I tell you, if I was there, I would have been dancing for sure. If I was told the enemy was, I was hearing the enemy saying that I have already been delivered in my hands, why should I be sad? Why should I be worried? Why should I be perplexed anymore? Friends, you have had the word of God and it has spoken to you. Amen. You have received the message that has told you you're an invisible army. You're an invincible army. We've read the end of the book. We won the battle. We've read the end of the book. We've overcome. So why are we worried? Why are we fearful? Let's pick up the sword. Amen. Let's pick up the sword. It's time to lay down the amnesia, church. The God of miracles is still here. When he's waiting for someone to take him at his word. Amen. 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 See, you are a miracle in yourself. Amen. See, he was, he was hearing a testimony. He was hearing a testimony of, of a group of young people. It's a group of young people believing in church. And you see, they had one for a camp. And, you know, Wednesday night, they had finished the church service. And they had jumped into a, these kind of diversified buses that has got the microphone in the front. And, and they were going on for, for a youth camp. And... They got to the youth camp and they had a wonderful service there. And, and after the youth camp, they jumped back in the bus. And they were on their way back to church. And as on their way back to church, you know, one of the chaperones on the bus was, was one of the ministers of the church. And, and so he thought, well, it would be really nice if, if the young people can start to testify of what the Lord did for them at camp. Amen. So when the boys, one after the other, the young people will, will go to the front and take the microphone and they'll testify and testify. And then they came to a girl that was in the, in, the, in, the, in the bus as well. And they asked the girl, well, would you like to go testify? You go on ahead and testify what the Lord did for you. And you see the girl, as she had the people telling her to go, you know, she was honest. You know, she could have went and just said, you know, I had a great experience. It was great. But you see, she was honest and she said, you know, I went to camp, but what I was expecting didn't happen. Now, if I can just dramatize it for a little bit this moment. Perhaps this girl went to camp and, and as she went to camp, she was wanting to have an audience with the Lord. You know, she was wanting to have an audience with the Lord and, and talk to the Lord about certain things. And have the Lord speak back to her. But you see, when she got to camp, it almost felt like God was so busy. It felt like God was so busy and so caring for the other young people, but not for her. Maybe that's how she felt that, you know, maybe these other people are, you know, they're more important or they need them more than I do. And the camp was over. And she wasn't able to have an audience with the Lord. But you see, the Lord was there. And the Lord was trying her. Are you with me? The Lord was trying her to see what she's going to do. When the moment came for her to testify, what was she going to do? Was she going to go up and just say, just try to go with the, with the pressure of the people and just join in and say everything was good? Or was she going to stand sincerely and say, oh, I didn't get it? And say, oh, I didn't get it. 
And when she's still sincere and said, oh, you didn't get her. The God of miracles came down on that bus. Because you see, when she was at camp, she caught the attention of God. She caught the attention of God. But God just left her sitting there for a moment. And I want you to know as you're sitting in the service, you're catching the attention of God. You're catching the attention of God. And maybe you're going through something or something is happening in your life. And, and you're wondering, oh, it doesn't seem like I'm getting the answer. But I want you to know that you're catching the attention of God. And the God of miracles is in, is in this building. Because when the God of miracles came down in that bus, and those people joined their faith together in one accord, and they started to pray for that girl in that bus, she received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in that bus that evening. That is the God of miracles that you are serving. You may be sitting here and your situation may look like God has not given any attention to him. But I want you to know that the God of miracles is in this building this evening. You may feel like you are in a valley. Oh, hallelujah. You may feel like you are in a valley and you're just treading down in the valley. You see, it was in the days of David. It was in the days of David. You see, there was a rumor going around in the camps of the enemy. And the enemy, the, the rumor that was going around was saying that the God of Israel is only the God of the mountains and not the God of the valleys. Amen. That was the rumor that was going on in the camp of the enemy. You see, that is the reason why Goliath wanted to fight David in the valley. Because he thought down here in the valley, their God is not going to be here. Their God is going to be up on the mountain, but not here in the valley. But the one thing he was failing to know is that in that valley, there were some stones lying there. There were some stones lying in the valley that the enemy wasn't seeing. Oh, hallelujah. The God of the mountains, he's still the God of the valley. I tell you, you might be going through a valley. You might not be on the mountain top this evening. But I want you to know that the God of miracles, who's on the mountain, he's the same God in the valley. Amen. He's the same God in the valley. And you know, those stones that were lying in the valley, they were lying there since the time that Joshua came and possessed the land. Are you with me this evening? Since the time that Joshua came and possessed the land those stones were lying there and they were waiting for their moment they were waiting for the moment that someone was going to pick them up and use them are you with me this evening and you know that is where Satan want to get the bride to to a place where you think that the God that your God is not the same God in the valley when trouble comes in the home when trouble comes in the church and depression and this head and the other thing head and you feel like you're in the valley, the enemy wants you to know or think that God is not the same God in the valley. But I want you to know this evening that he is the same God in the valley. Amen. There are stones that are lying there in this valley. You are in the valley for a purpose. Amen. You are in there for a purpose. Because in the valley, that is where your character is molded. And your character is your victory. Amen. So don't you despise the valley. You were there for a purpose. To catch more revelation of who he is. Because in the valley there are stones lying in the valley. Those stones just chipped off the rock that is on the mountain and fell down in the valley. Because God knew there were going to be some people in the valley that were going to need those same stones that are found on the top of the mountain. And you know, church, since we've received this message, there are stones that have been lying there. Those stones have been lying there before the foundation of the world. And this message just came to unveil 
to brush off all the dust that was covering those stones. And now those stones have been made known. And those stones are sitting there and they are waiting for their moment. They are waiting for someone to pick them up. Are you women this evening? The God of miracles is still working. The stones are lying there. Who is going to pick them up? The stones are crying out. They are saying, maybe one stone is saying, I am the same God of Sister Hattie Royce. Maybe another stone is saying, if you say to this mountain, be there removed and do not date in your heart, you shall receive what you, you have. And maybe another stone is lying there and he's saying, you have been justified. You are the virtuous, sinless bride of the, of, of, the, of the living God. And maybe there's another stone lying there that is saying, just take me at my word. Just take me at my word. Just take me at my word. And these stones are lying there and you're crying out, waiting for someone to pick them up. The stones are lying here in this word. The stones are lying in the tapes. And you're waiting for someone to pick them up. Amen. And you know, as David, I could just see David as he was walking down in that valley. And he was looking for some stones to be picked up. I could see every stone was crying out. And he was saying, pick me. Pick me. I have been lying here for a long time. Pick me. Let me be the one to tear down the head of this Goliath. Friends, there is a word in this, in this message. Um, there is a word that is in this Bible that is saying, um, pick me. Pick me. I am still your healer. Pick me. I am still your deliverer. Pick me. I am still the God I can overcome. Pick me. I am still the God of miracles. And he's waiting. He's waiting for someone to pick him up. Someone to pick him up into those hands of fate, amen. And start to swing that stone, start to swing that revelation, amen. Because that revelation will tear down the Goliath that is in your life. Because the God of miracles is still the same God today. And he's waiting for someone to pick up those stones, amen. Someone to pick up those stones, amen. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The word is crying out to this bride. It's saying, pick me and believe me. And I will show you a miracle. I will show you a miracle. If only you could pick me and believe me. Because you are the miracle, amen. The miracle is on the inside of you. If only you can release them. Only if you can clear out all the dust that has been on them. And clear out all the cod worms. And, and clear out all the clouds. And, and let God express himself through you. There is a miracle that is waiting for you. But someone has got to have to take him at his word, amen. Someone has got to have to take him at his word. Because God has become flesh again, lying on the inside of you and of me. I was on the bus yesterday, and as we were driving over, and it was just fellowshipping with Brother Wesley, and, and he was telling me about, about the pyramid and how the different things about the pyramid. And we started to see the intelligence by which they built those pyramids. Amen. There was an intelligence behind it by which they built these pyramids, and these pyramids are still standing there today. 
And you know, Brother Branham will say something in the message, if I'm not mistaken, Christ is revealed in his word. And Brother Branham will say that we, we've gone past the oil age. And the time has come for the intelligence. It is the time that the intelligence has come into the bride. And it is the intelligence that is going to rise up a bride. That is going to cop her off and make her ready for a rapture. It is that intelligence. And that intelligence is here. That intelligence is God. It is that intelligence that is going to put together the stature of a perfect man and make you perfect to be capped off by the perfect love of God, which is the only thing that will enter in there. That is the God that we believe in. Amen. That is the God that we believe in. The God of miracles. He is still living today. And he's waiting for someone that will pick up a stone. Someone that will pick up a stone tonight and say, this is the stone that I am picking up. And I'm going to run down to the valley. I'm going to run down in this valley. The musicians can come. I'm going to run down into this valley and face this enemy. Let me say this to you. The Jericho walls have already been weakened down. The Jericho walls have already been weakened down. But it's time for the people to blow the trumpet. It's time for the people to blow the trumpet, for the walls to come down. The miracle has already been done, amen. He has already finished the miracle, but he's, believe, he's waiting for someone to believe it. For it to come to the manifestation. Amen. The God of miracles is still alive today. The God of miracles is still living today. But a miracle will only happen if you take him at his word. And he's waiting for someone to take him at his word. Amen. There are stones lying there. Amen. There are stones that are lying there. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. As the scripture said, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. He didn't say sometimes, but he said nothing shall be impossible. How many believe that this evening? That nothing shall be impossible. Amen. This is the God that you believe. And if he said it, if he said it, then he meant it. If it's written in his word, then he meant it. And he's waiting for someone that will believe for the impossible. And as the prophet said, and he will make that impossible real to you. Amen. How many believe that this evening? Let us stand on our feet this evening. Amen. The God of impossible is here. Amen. It is time for someone to start to run down, run into the valley. And you're in the valley, run into the valley. You know when David got down there in that valley? You see, David did not start to walk towards Goliath. He can play something softly, Sister Angie. He didn't start to walk towards Goliath, but he started to run towards Goliath. Amen. You see, Goliath was thinking, there is no way this little boy is going to defeat me. But the moment he saw David running, I am sure that something started to stir up in the mind of Goliath. To say, what is going on here? What kind of courage has he got? Where is he getting all that faith from to believe that he's going to defeat me? And I believe in that moment, Goliath was a little shaken. He was a little shaken. Because for 40 days, he has been there boasting. 
He has been there boasting and everyone is hiding away. But for the first time, for the first time, someone, someone was running. Someone was running towards him to say, oh, you don't care how big you are. You are coming down because the God of miracles that met me there on the backside when I was heading the sheep, when I was doing his purpose, when I was standing for him, and the lion came and I tore the lion to pieces. The God that was with me that tore the baron to pieces, he is the same God that is going to tear down this Goliath. Let me say this to your church the God of miracle that pulled you out of the claim the God of miracle that pulled you out of the bar room the God of miracle that you were sitting at Tim Hortons and he brought you out of there the God of miracles that have changed your life the God of miracles that have filled you with the Holy Ghost he's the same God that you are in the volume that is saying run run don't stay there run Run towards your Goliath. Run towards him. The devil is howling. He's howling. Don't stay where you are. Pick up that stone and start running. Start running towards that enemy. You've already had the message. You've already had the news. You stood there. Right there by the camp of the enemy. And they said... That there is a word that is rolling into our camp. There is a bride that is rising up. That is what the enemy is saying. There is a bride that is rising up. The enemy is afraid. The enemy is shaking in his boots. Oh, hallelujah. I think it was a preacher one time that said that if you were to walk down the halls of hell, you're not going to see a people rejoicing. And down there in the halls of hell, they are trembling. They are Take him because you are catching him. You are catching him. You are coming to realization of who you are. And they are shaking in their boots. They can feel that something is moving in the air. They can feel that there is something happening in the bride. Even though it may seem like it's silent. Oh, glory be to God. At the opening of that seventh seal, it was silent. Satan is trying to figure it out. But something is happening. Don't stay there. Run. Run towards your enemy. Oh, hallelujah. Pick up those stones, church. Pick up those stones. Is the enemy trying to defeat us? Let's run towards him. Is the enemy trying to devoid us? Let's run towards him. Let's run towards him. God is fixing to do a miracle. You've not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You're wondering about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He is here. He is here. The God that was there on the day of Pentecost, He is here. The God of miracles is here. Oh, hallelujah. He's just waiting for someone that will pick up that stone and believe Him. And said, you said it. I believe it. And that is going to settle us. You have been sick. You have been afflicted. The God of miracles is here. Amen. 
If you can take him at his word, it was a prayer request. If you can take him at his word, he will do it because he promised it. He cannot fail to fulfill his word. But God is looking for some rugged faith. He's not looking for a wishy-washy faith. You see, the reason why it is not happening right away is because he's looking for a rugged faith. He's looking for someone that is going to stand there like John Ryan. And after he had that word, he forgot about the symptoms. He forgot about his blindness. He forgot about everything. And he said, I'm just going to go on and testify because I have met the God of miracles. If he was able to tell me about my life and tell me where I came from, I am 100% sure that he's able to open my eyes. Someone's going to have to believe him. Someone's going to have to pick up the stone. End time message tabernacle. Maybe it's time to start running. Maybe it's time to start running. Maybe we've sat down for a little too long. Maybe we've been looking at these tones. And we're saying they're beautiful. They are amazing. This message is amazing. These words are amazing. This revelation is amazing. But the stones are still lying there. On the ground. But it's time for someone to bend down. And pick up that stone. You've been watching that stone for too long. Young person, you've been watching that stone for too long. It is time to pick it up. It is time to pick up that message and say, this is my message. This is my message. I have seen the enemy pushing me back and forth for too long. I am picking up my stone and I'm going to run. I am going to run. And I guarantee you, Goliath is coming down. Goliath is coming down. He is the God of miracles. Oh, hallelujah. He is the God of miracles. Hallelujah. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. All will sing. How great is our God. Because he is the God of miracles. Hallelujah. Let's sing that to him. The splendor of a king Clothed in majesty Let all the earth rejoice All the earth rejoice He wraps himself in love And darkness tries to hide at his voice, trembles at his voice. Oh, how great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. All will see how great, how great is our Stands, and time is in his hand. 
this evening who's serving a grace God amen he's doing a miracle amen the bread was saying this morning maybe you don't see but God is working on your loved one he's pulling them he's drawing them in his own ways Mary didn't see the miracle and for nine months but she believed us amen she held on us amen all she could hold on was just the prophecy that was made 800 years ago but she believed us. Amen. That there's a word that's been written here maybe over 2,000 years ago that says that this promise is unto you and to your children and to your children's children. Doesn't matter how long it's taken, I tell you, they're coming. They're coming home. They're coming home. Satan can't hold them anymore. They're coming home. Because we have to leave this place. And he said, it's not living one hoof behind. They're coming home. They're coming home, church. Just keep holding on. Just keep believing. Just keep believing. No matter what you see, just keep believing. Even though it looks like they're just getting worse, just keep believing. Are you with me this evening? Just hold on. So he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Oh, my. Hallelujah. I tell you, sometimes it's good to be in the valley. I know we don't maybe like the valley much, but it's good to be in the valley sometimes. The mountain is great. It's great to be on the mountain top, but down there in the valley. I tell you, when you're down there in the valley, and you've been through a trouble and a hard time, and you pick up that stone and it becomes so real, and God shows up in that valley, when that fourth man shows up in that fire, oh, I tell you, there's something about it. There's something that you, you can taste that, you know, sometimes even the mountaintop experience can't even match up to us. When that moment of deliverance comes, 
Oh, when you've been banged for so long. But in that moment, it shows upon the scene. And, and it takes away all the chains. Oh, hallelujah. You could imagine only how Mary and Martha felt that day. Oh, sorry for keeping you standing. But, man, I just... Um, you know, Mary and Martha that day, you could only imagine how they felt. They were in a valley that day. The, the, the man, the winner of the breadwinner of the home, here he was in a grave. Who is going to provide for us? How are we going to? How are we going to make it through the mountain, man? They were right there in the valley. But it was right there in the valley four days of one boy. There was no hope at all. But it was on that day when the God of miracles showed up. Amen. You may have been in the valley for such a long time, but let me say to you, the God of miracles has showed up. Amen. And he told them, roll away the stone. Amen. Roll away your day this evening. Amen. Roll away your fear this evening. Amen. Roll away your unbelief this evening. Amen. Because the God of miracles is here. Amen. He's here speaking the word. Amen. He's here speaking the word. Roll away the stone. And take off the grave clothes also. Because there's life behind that grave cloud. Take off that grave cloud of heaviness. Take them off, amen. And put on some joy. Put on some joy. Be happy. Isaiah Brother Bram said we ought to be the most happy people on the face of the earth. No one has received a message like this, Brother Ed. Amen. No one has received a God like this. But you have. Amen. A God that is real. A God that answers prayer. Amen. Take off the grave clothes. Amen. You see, David, oh my goodness, I, I have to stop. Let me just say this, I'll close. But you see, David. David was elected. David was called. And David was anointed. Before he went to face his Goliath. I'm going to say this to your church. You have been elected. You have been called. And you have been anointed. Don't be afraid to face your Goliath. The anointing is upon you. Brother, I think Brother Ed will take this scripture. It is the anointing that is going to break the yoke. It is the anointing of this message that is going to break the yoke. And it's on you. It's on me. But someone's going to have to release us. Hallelujah. Do you believe that this evening? How many love the Lord? How many have got some joy shoes on this evening? <clears throat> got some joy shoes on this evening? No, we're tired. It's key trip. We all tired. I'm tired too. But I tell you, Jesus is good. God is good. All the time. You're walking in the valley. You sing that song. Amen. When you're walking in the valley. Oh, whatever it goes. Let's sing that to him. Ask for the to come. Amen. If you're walking through the valley, there are shadows all around. Oh, do not fear, church. Do not fear. Oh, he will guide you. He will keep you safe and sound. Oh, because he promised. Say you, and this word is true, God. 
Praise the same. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, he's God on the man and he's God on the valley. He's never changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Put on a song of praise the same. Get your joy shoes going the same. Because he is here to do a miracle in your life. Can we sing one of my favorite songs? I will not be denied. I will not be denied. I can go into that room. The scepter is standing to me. I will not be denied. Oh, hallelujah. Let's sing that to him, brother. Oh, glory be to God. When pangs of death seize on my soul, unto the Lord I cry. Till Jesus came and he made. 